Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, and welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm your host, Jackie Maroney, with a bit of a different show this week. So this might be the most embarrassing podcast that I've ever recorded, or it could be like kind of great and funny. I don't know. You tell me. So I was not able to get a guest this week, which is pretty awkward for me. Um, I don't know. You know, it's been pretty difficult in general to get like the typical kinds of guests that I would normally get for the show, whether it be former Bachelor contestants or people that work in the press that cover The Bachelor, because no one is really watching Listen to Your Heart, except for, I'm not going to say no one, because obviously there is a small subset of people watching that are listening to this podcast that are engaging online, and like there's still people talking about it, but at least for me and for the sake of booking guests it's been a little rough hopefully for the finale we can get someone great so we can have a really great discussion because I do think it's worth talking about it I think if you are a bachelor fan and you've been sleeping on this show I think it was a little slow to start but now that I really have an understanding of all the characters and stuff I do enjoy it I wouldn't say it's like an amazing television show but what what is these days and what else are you doing? So we're going to do this a little bit Roses and Rosé style. Shout out to Lauren Zima. I poured myself a a hefty glass of wine and I'm just going to go absolutely off and talk about what I thought about this episode of Listen to Your Heart. Because I do think now in these final couple episodes, it really is starting to get good. And I do have thoughts that are important to be shared. So yeah, I don't know why it's been like pulling teeth to get not only, so normally, obviously, I I have people that I work with that help me book different guests, whether it be former Bachelor contestants or people that work in the press, but normally, when, in the odd chance that I can't get a guest for one week of the show, I usually reach out, you know, I have friends, family, that are always willing to step in and at least have a conversation with me. I think sometimes those are some of the more entertaining episodes because we have a very comfortable rapport back and forth. You know, for a while, me and Erin were co-hosting Bachelor Blab over last summer. I was, like, on vacation. It was hard for me to book people, so I brought my sister on who's watched the show for years, so obviously had a lot of insights. But, like, I don't know anyone watching this show. Even my mom has refused to watch it. So I'm just, like solo dolo right now but I do think I don't know let's just let's just recap it let's just channel Lauren Zima and how she just she just goes absolutely off and has a one-woman show so maybe I can do the same thing I don't know I feel like I'll edit this and be like Jackie you should never speak again get the off this so let me pull up my notes all right so it was episode five of listen to your heart my understanding is that is it is a six-week thing so next week is the finale and they did say that at the end of the episode so we got our couples we have ryan and natasha rudy and matt jamie and trevor brie and chris and those are the final four as we open up on this episode and immediately chris harrison shows up which obviously makes everyone nervous because chris harrison just shows up and always changes the game i do wonder though if chris harrison 
like knows what's going on in full or if he just is like sitting at his house in Westlake Village they call him up and they say hey Chris we need you to pop in to do your like five minute job and he says okay great and they just like give him a little script to read and he's like okay guys this is what's happening and then he goes back to his house or if he's like an more of an integral part in the planning of this does anyone know what's going on or are the producers just kind of making it up as they go along incredibly unclear but whatever while they're all kind of sitting around Chris Harrison comes into the house to make an announcement Jamie said something that I thought was kind of interesting and she said that Natasha was the reason Julia went home and what it seems like right now is Jamie and Rudy seemed like incredibly close friends and they seemed like they were very close friends with Julia as well but it seems like everyone in the house kind of gets along I'm talking about the girls for example all the girls in the house get along except they don't really like Natasha and I'm not really sure why because when Jamie said that Natasha was the reason that Julia went home I had to just like take a little pause and was like um but is she like Julia I mean I don't know I'm not gonna sit here and like bash Julia but Julia made her bed and she kind of needed to lay in it right like she you know, for whatever reason, she had this this amazing musical connection with Sheridan. And and that's fine. You know, I've said this before. A musical connection does not necessarily translate into romantic relationship, which is why the show is stupid. And I will get into that. But, you know, so she wasn't feeling it romantically with Sheridan. She went on with Brandon, but never once did they really claim to be good together musically and, and slash or romantically. So, you know... I think it was maybe at the time when Natasha said it was not the best. I low-key respect a bitch that's like here to win and Natasha definitely is and I will get into that a little bit more when I talk about specifically her relationship with Ryan but I don't know. I think Julia was kind of living in a bit of delusion and I don't think it was wrong to tell her that hey this guy that you picked is super not into you and is being actually not only is he not into you which you know I think at the end of the day is fine. Not everyone's into everyone. He, Brandon was being blatantly disrespectful to Julia in the sense that he was literally sitting right next to her and saying things like, yeah, if Savannah had stayed, I would have picked Savannah. So it kind of sounds to me like Brandon is the reason Julia went home and slash or Julia is the reason Julia went home. Like she couldn't commit. I, I don't think she could see the bigger picture because I think at the end of the day, had she stayed with Sheridan, even if they didn't have the strongest romantic relationship, it seems to me that what is determining these couples really staying is their performance, right? And it's kind of this wishy-washy thing where equal amounts, according to Chris Harrison, their love connection and their musical performance, both being incredibly arbitrary units of measure but all the rose ceremonies are immediately after musical performances so I do think had Julia stayed with Sheridan I think they could have formed a deep you know it doesn't have to be this whirlwind romance where you guys are going to go ahead and get married I mean like look at Rudy and Matt but they can connect on a level where you know they're into each other they support each other they can musically put on a great performance and that seems to be getting people through I think it's been very clear from the beginning that Natasha and Ryan in my opinion, had a very platonic relationship. And, you know, given because the rules of the game are so stupid, they're two people, very talented, attract, conventionally attractive people. And they're like, hey, 
we both want to go far in this competition because it's important to our music careers. Let's just be buds. Let's see it. Let's make great music. Let's see how far we can go. And like, there's a play for that. So I really think, no, Jamie, it's Julia's fault. Julia is the reason that Julia went home. Natasha's not the reason. I just don't get all the hate for Natasha because it really seems like she is an outcast of the group. Whatever. Moving on. So Chris Harrison announces they're going to Vegas, which is, you know, super fun. They all get, each couple gets their own tour bus, which I think is kind of exciting. Not, I personally am not the biggest Vegas fan in the world. I think it is like a trash place and I don't enjoy being there really, but I get that performing in Vegas is huge. Kind of cool that they were performing on the same stage where Lady Gaga does the more intimate um, concerts. So Fun fact, Lady Gaga has two residencies in Vegas. She does like a bitch. It's called the Enigma Show. I actually went to see it with my friend Connor. Shout out. And that's like her traditional Lady Gaga, like big costumes, flashy, high production, pop concert. And then she does like an intimate jazz night on other nights. And they were performing in that same venue. So that was pretty cool. So on the bus, we flash to Rudy and Matt. They kind of start having that talk of, you know, where do we stand? And this is my formal opinion on that. It seems to me, it's weird because Rudy and Matt didn't really start off that great. So I think Rudy has always liked Matt. Um, Matt, I think, initially liked Rudy, but was very adamant about not committing to her at first and exploring his options. And then when that kind of fizzled out, I think fell onto Rudy as a backup. Also adding in the fact that, you know, as this time is going on in the very beginning stages there, the first couple of days in the house, these people are starting to understand the game and understand the rules and conditions of staying on this TV show. And I think Rudy, my first, like, I'm going to be honest, my first impression of Rudy was like, okay, this girl's like, she's fun. She says what's on her mind. She's really good TV, but like, she's a little crazy, a bit much. But as soon as she opened her mouth to do her first performance, I was like, oh shit, this girl can sing. And she has consistently delivered these amazing, charismatic and high vocal performances. I would say Rudy and Natasha have the strongest vocals and I think Natasha has a whole brand and style all of her own and she's great at what she does but I think Rudy while having the same equal vocal power has a really amazing stage presence that's very charismatic and very likable. Natasha also has a stage presence but it's more of like um I'm observing and admiring Natasha from afar because she has this like very diva-esque personality about her which is great for show um but Rudy is a lot more relatable and when you see in her in the moment interviews she's a lot more vulnerable and quirky and funny and she's I think she'd be a cool person to hang out with so Rudy has a lot of star power here and so I think you know as a couple days go on in the show Matt's like oh shit this this crazy girl that was into me is actually amazing she could get me super far And so then Matt changes his mind and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm all in with Rudy. I've always liked Rudy. And it's like, Matt, let us not forget when you 
picked what even was that girl's name Melissa or something like you had a date card and your choices were Rudy and Melissa and he picked someone else so I'm not surprised that now we're getting down to the end here and Rudy's like hey I really like you like where do you stand and Matt is not really willing to say that and you know I do respect him for not lying to her because we'll get to it I think some other couples are saying things that lead people on despite the fact that they're more or less meaningless statements, but they're kind of like what people, like, i.e. Jamie and Trevor. Trevor saying he's, quote-unquote, falling in love with Jamie, um, which essentially means nothing. It, do, it does not mean I love you. So, to, But it, he knows that in saying that, that keeps Jamie around and satisfied and confident in their relationship. So, whatever. So, in regards to Rudy and Matt, that's what I really think is going on here. Matt likes Rudy, enjoys hanging out with her, but... She was never his first pick, but as soon as he understood the rules of the show, he was like, oh, this is my girl. Because she really is incredible. I think it. there's no, when it comes to like charismatic musical vocal performance, there's no competition. Rudy is the best. She's so good. And so Matt being attached to her then comes along for the ride and gets more exposure for his music career, which is why this show is stupid because these are all people that want music careers that have to like that's why I, like I think most of the people now at this point are faking these relationships to stay on the show like Natasha and Ryan I don't think are into each other Matt and Rudy I think Rudy really likes Matt but you know I think and I think Matt quote unquote likes Rudy but he is not interested in pursuing like a romantic relationship with her that's something very serious after the only people I believe are Brie and Chris, and they are boring. Like, they sing very pretty, but they're not entertaining. Anyway, so Rudy and Matt start having this conversation on the bus, and it kind of sets the foundation for what's to follow in the coming episode. Something else that was really cringy to me was when Trevor and Jamie took the, like, they're fine. They're finally, like, alone on this tour bus, you know, this whole time they've been living in this massive house, but, like, communally, right? Like, they have all these little twin beds. There's, like, a girl's room and a boy's room, and they're sharing these bedrooms with the people that they're living with. Finally, these couples each have, like, a whole tour bus to themselves. I guess they also have a camera crew there. But still, it's, like, more alone time than they've gotten this whole time, and Jamie and Trevor, he get us an opportunity to sing, which I thought was so annoying. Everyone else was just making out like a normal action would be when you finally get some semi-alone time or with this person that you have been eyeing. So that was pretty annoying. So they all finally, they get to Vegas, they get to their beautiful hotel suite, which seems amazing. And Rudy and Matt decide to unclear to me if they I don't really remember if they spent the night in this campfire bumblefuck middle of California place or if they just went there for the evening and then finally got to Vegas just way later than everyone I don't really remember let me know if you do but so Rudy and Matt they take a little detour before getting to Vegas and they take some time I get wanting to take time you know it's I'm sure it's like a huge overwhelming whirlwind of an experience and to just take time to be with less people seems like a great commodity so I kind of get it it's just like why don't you stay so, like where they ended up staying just seemed really scary and murdery and just kind of like I don't know I have a pet peeve of being somewhere 
in that's like so vastly in the middle of nowhere where like you don't have cell phone service that like if someone had a medical emergency that you would not be able to get help that's like a really weird irrational fear of mine which is why I'll never drive across the country you know I I live in New York now but I lived in LA for several years and grew up on the east coast so I have several friends that when they like went to the west coast or whatever drove across the country to do that and there's something about just being like in bumblefuck nowhere that really scares me like if someone came up with a with a gun you you couldn't just like call the police I don't know I don't like that and I don't like same type of concept but I don't like being in like really remote mountains and stuff for like the same reason that like if someone needed medical attention someone wouldn't be able to get to you I don't know why that's just like a weird fear I have so Rudy and Matt going off into the middle of nowhere to do their little camping trip scared the bejesus out of me but um you know whatever to each their own I do give that whole situation a consolation in the fact that the stars were probably amazing it was probably a beautiful place to have a bonfire there are very few times in my life where I've where I have been in the middle of nowhere and really appreciated the lesser light pollution because I've always lived close to major cities but enough about me so we go everyone gets a date this week it seems like Brie and Chris Trevor and Jamie Matt and Rudy Natasha and Ryan also do but we saw like two seconds of their weird construction date which just, just further emphasizes that even the producers know okay you guys are literally just friends that's the most unromantic thing I could think of so Brie and Chris get their date they go to a wedding chapel and at first I was they made it seem in the promo like they were literally going to get married but they did not they were singing at an actual a quote-unquote actual wedding and I just couldn't help but wonder these people aren't like really getting married right like these are like are these not actors it was so weird to me because I can't imagine two random people off the street who are getting I mean getting married in Vegas is fine I don't think that's the weird part I I would get married in Vegas I think that's like kind of kooky and fun these two people were getting married but they didn't invite any friends or family the only people in attendance were Brie and Chris from The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart and this random crew from The Bachelor so I'm just like these people are actors they must be right like who wants a wedding like that even if you are doing like a makeshift like let's elope in Vegas wedding I don't think you want it to randomly be on The Bachelor in that context. So that that was just always in the back of my mind during this date and it was like pretty weird. So, I mean, whatever. Brie and Chris are so, so lovey-dovey and in love that they of course loved it and could see into their future and blah, blah. And like the couple getting married was an interracial couple, interracial couple. Sorry, that's like such a tongue twister. They are an interracial couple and I think that was obviously done on purpose just so that it looked like They were watching themselves kind of get married a little bit to kind of trigger those emotions. I don't know. I just couldn't help but think this is not a real wedding, right? Like these poor people. Trevor and Jamie go on their weird date. And so this is what I was alluding to earlier when I was speaking. So Jamie wants to tell Trevor that she is falling in love with him. And I think Trevor really likes Jamie. But, you know, once again, like I said before, the only people I really think are really in love are Brie and Chris. I think, you know, I think Jamie actually does really love Trevor. She's so young that I think she could buy into this whole thing. But Trevor is a quote-unquote professional. Like, he used... He 
knows how to play the game. He was on American Idol before. Like, this man is here for his music career, first and foremost. And, you know, I think he does care about Jamie, which is why I think he initially was like, look, I don't take that word, I love you lightly. Like, it's a really important thing to me, blah, 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 blah. So instead, to keep her happy, he says, I am, so Jamie says she's falling in love with Trevor. Trevor says, I'm falling in love with you too. So basically, that means nothing. Like, I hate that this is some weird adopted, nowhere in the world do people express with such, like, conviction that they are falling in love with someone than on The Bachelor. And it's the only time that people use this. And they really do use it as this, like, weird cop-out of, like, because it's like you're not saying anything. It's like... You either love someone or you don't. If you say you're falling in love with someone, that doesn't mean that you're in love with them. That means you might be in love with them in the future. But it's like, couldn't you say that about literally everyone and anything? Like, you just don't know. So I, I mean, but that's just like a classic Bachelor phrase. I hate it. And I just think Jamie is being really dumb in that she is allowing that conviction from Trevor to mean something to her when in reality it does not. And she's like, oh, I'm falling in love with you. And he says, oh, I'm falling in love with you too. And so she takes that as like an affirmation. She's like, oh my God, me and Trevor, me and Trevor. When in reality, it's like you're just where you started at the beginning of this date. Like nothing changed, which is fine. Like keep going and be happy. But I don't know. That's just, I feel like a lot of this episode was just reinforcing how the concept of the show doesn't work, right? Because, you know, in Bachelor in Paradise... Yes, people are there for the Instagram followers and to be on TV, but there's no, like, set, quote-unquote, prize at the end of it, right? Like, once you're on Bachelor in Paradise and you've been on for a couple of days, you know, you have a bit of a storyline, it's like the, quote-unquote, prize is you leave with this person and have them in your life outside of this, or you don't, and really that's it. Whereas in this show, there's a lot on the line, right? There's a record deal. There's a, a tour, or I don't even remember exactly what Chris Harrison said, but there's something that's really important to all of these people's music careers. So they are going to do whatever they can to stay on this show. And unfortunately, to stay on this show, you need to be in a committed couple, and you need to trick this person into thinking that you you want to be committed to them which is just so wrong on a lot of levels. But, like, you don't see that in Paradise. You you see a little bit, I think, at first, because everyone wants to get on and everyone wants to be on the show. But once people are, are on, you see, I think you see this a lot, that a lot of high-profile people that go on to be very successful and get a lot of Instagram followers, once it starts getting towards the end of Paradise, and it's like, okay, are we, like, leaving a committed couple or not, a lot of people aren't afraid to just kind of walk away and be like, look, this has been fun. I like you, but... I don't like you that much, so I'm going to go. And I think you see a lot more people sending themselves home in paradise halfway through than obviously you see here. And I just think it's almost a little manipulative that this is allowed to go on because these people are lying. Anyway, Matt and Rudy have their date. They go sing with Shaggy, and then they have a sit-down talk. Rudy, And this just further emphasizes what I was saying before about their conversation on the bus. It's just really a continuation Rudy says that she's falling for Matt and he says you are courageous for speaking your truth and I appreciate that so dot 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 which wow I mean I've since seen interviews with 
them like since watching this episode I have seen them appear on interviews with like other entertainment publications like Access Hollywood or whatever it is like zooming of course and you know just discussing their time on the show and I don't think they've addressed whether they're together or or not because that would kind of give away the show but they seem to be friendly whether they're together or not they seem to be really friendly and on a good page and like really supportive of each other but when he said so they've they're clearly over this moment when Matt was a huge asshole but like Oh my God, if someone said that to me, I literally wrote down like, geez Louise, you could be nice and say you're just not there yet or something. What he said in his interview with a producer like following that segment was so much nicer than what he actually said to Rudy's face. Like, you know, he just, and what he said to the producer in his in the moment interview was just, you know, he's really scared of saying something that's not really true. And that's fair. That's very valid. Like if you're not there yet with someone, you could like them and enjoy spending time with them and not want it to end at the same time, not want to say something that's not true to lead them on. And those are very valid conflicts. But that's not what he said. He literally said, you are courageous for speaking your truth. And I appreciate that. So like, oh, my God, I would have. I don't know. I think all things considered, Rudy handled that really well. But like, ouch, 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 ouch. And then ugh. so yeah, we'll get more into it when we discuss their actual performance and then the aftermath of that. Then Ryan, we have Ryan and Natasha's date. Um, neither one of them brought up the whole falling in love conversation, which I thought was like kind of funny. All these other couples, either they're Brie and Chris and they've already said I love you to each other. And then these other couples, Jamie and Trevor and Matt and Rudy are trying to like see where they stand and like having these like big high pressure moments where where one person like shares how they're feeling and Natasha and neither Ryan brought that up literally no one pressured anyone to say anything they're just like yep we're good things are light and breezy and that was it and I kind of loved it and I kind of love that they are not trying to force this whole narrative that they are something that they're not like they 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 get along they like each other they're gonna keep picking each other and they or just make a music. Okay, so I'm going to critique the musical performances a little bit. I am a singer and have been for almost all of my life. So I do feel like I have the validity to critique this. So Brie and Chris, they went first and they sang I Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Elvis Presley. And... I mean, like, it was good. It was cute. Like, they're obviously very in love. And I like them both as people individually and as a couple. That being said, they are so boring. And that is why, unfortunately, they can't win this, right? Like, they, they're so blah. Like, oh, it's so, I feel like such an asshole saying this. But they are, like, very, very blah. Like, they both sing very pretty but I don't think I've heard either of them really go off vocally in a way that's really impressed me like Rudy has really impressed me with her vocals especially this round because Shallow is a really hard song to sing this song is it's not particularly vocally challenging they sang it very beautifully I liked the arrangement where it went from like the more traditional way you're used to hearing the song and then they kind of 
pumped it up with a modulation and some jazzy things for the final chorus and like so I I enjoyed it but overall I just I, I feel like they are boring which is unfortunately why they cannot win even though they have the most genuine love story and I think if they were more entertaining it would be a no-brainer which is why they keep like I feel like they're trying to make Jamie and Trevor win because I think personality wise even though I don't think Jamie all right we'll move in next performance with Jamie and Trevor but while talent wise I'm not sure Jamie and Trevor are like any better than Brie and Chris like they're they're good they hit all the notes they're fine I like they just don't really move the needle for me like they they sing songs very pretty as well they have like more charismatic personalities and they so that's why I feel like they're kind of pushing it for them to win because obviously like it should be Rudy if we're going purely on on musical talent it should be Rudy and Matt but their their status as a couple is like a little too shaky for it to really be them and I don't know Jamie and Trevor like they're both really really good looking everyone on that show on this show is good looking but Jamie and Trevor specifically I feel like are the most good looking and they're both together and yeah, they sing kind of average, but they both have bigger personalities. So that's why I feel like they're kind of writing this narrative where Jamie and Trevor are going to end up being the winners. I don't really like that. But so, I mean, as far as their performance, Jamie has a newfound confidence. And that was really nice to see because she she is a beautiful girl. There's no reason for her to be like having a panic attack every single time she goes on stage. Although I think kind of same as I think Brie and Chris are actually slightly more talented than Jamie and Trevor. Jamie and Trevor are, again, just fine. Especially Jamie. Like, I I think she's probably a much more talented songwriter than she is singer. And that's definitely, there's something to be said for that. And unfortunately, in this competition, we haven't really gotten to see a lot of that. And that's a shame because I'm sure she is really good. But her singing is really just super average. And it's fine. And she makes up with it. But with the fact that she is like cute but otherwise yeah it's fine that's all I have to say about it all right Natasha and Ryan so I've said in the past that I love this duo together because I love the combination of Natasha's like huge vocals very jazzy very colorful very diva and Ryan's like more acoustic earthy John Mayer vibe and I think the combination of those two things makes something really unique and cool but they tried to do way too much with this very simple song and it flopped. And I feel bad because I think second to, I'm not even going to say Rudy and Matt. I think second to Rudy, just Rudy, because Rudy paired with anyone would be amazing. Natasha and Ryan are some of the more talented people. Maybe, yeah, second to Rudy, they are the most talented. So it was a real shame to see this performance just like really not land. And unfortunately, just like, it happens um you know it, it sucks but sometimes you know they're rec- they're getting these songs and arranging them and practicing in a really short amount of time and people are only human and I guess I guess what happened was Natasha sang the wrong lyrics so it all just like threw off the whole song and then I think you can kind of almost hear it at one point Natasha comes in singing and and the band is kind of it, se- it sounds like they're playing a different part of the song and then they quickly try to catch up and but it's just something that you you really lose your mojo when something like that happens and you get really in your head because you're logically and analytically trying to like catch up with the music and fix it so you really can't be present and emote in the moment so it was really unfortunate that that happened for them I mean I never saw them going all the way because it was 
so obvious that they were so mismatched emotionally. Like, I never saw any chemistry between them romantically, which was unfortunate. But it was just unfortunate that it had to be, that it, they had to go out in such, like, a, a bad way. Because I do think both of them are really talented. And, you know, it, like, that just sucks, right? On national television, you fuck up and then end up getting sent home from a TV show. No one likes to see that. No one likes to have to live with that kind of feeling of guilt. So I get it. And I felt bad. All right, so Rudy and Matt sing Shallow, which that's what's so ridiculous to me. It's like, how are we comparing Brie and Chris singing I Can't Help Falling in Love With You? Like, Brie is vocally covering a song that is sung by a man. Like, that's not hard. I'm like, this is just facts about singing. Any woman singing something that a man has previously sang is not going to be hard for her. Just like the vocal range is, it's just that like, it's not as challenging. So the fact that Rudy tackled this song, like it's a hard song. Anyone who, like Shell has been so popular. I know you've all tried to sing it in the car, in the shower, and it's hard. Like the belt is really, really high. I think it goes up to like at least a C sharp or a D. So I mean, that's challenging for me, and I've been a trained singer my whole life. So it is a really difficult song. So the fact that we're comparing apples to oranges, and it's ridiculous. But so Rudy fucking killed it. And so, like, they keep saying, oh, Rudy and Matt, they have such good musical chemistry, like, despite their their issues with their relationship. But that's, I, I just think Rudy is so good. She has so much charisma. She's an amazing performer. She has amazing vocals. So any, like, I'm sorry, but all of the guys here don't really impress me they just like kind of stand and do backup vocals and like play guitar so whatever Rudy and Matt really have this amazing moment they really do bring the house down and then following that it seems like Matt is more warming up to Rudy than how he's been in the beginning of the episode and that just goes back to what I've been saying a couple episodes ago in that this show while the concept in general is stupid it's also incredibly emotionally manipulative in that I think these people they are musicians they love performing and when you perform with someone in such an intimate way like how they're doing and when when it goes well and you bring the house down and you get that kind of praise that artists really crave it makes it really difficult to kind of separate those feelings because you do, you love music and you're so passionate about it from actual romantic feelings. And I feel like that happens with Matt all the time where he loves singing with Rudy. I mean, how could you not love singing with Rudy? She's so good. She makes him look good. They have these amazing performances when they're together. But I feel like Matt confuses that experience for actual romantic feelings for when they're not singing together. And those things are not the same thing that, that like one does not lead to the other. So the fact that the show is encouraging people to think that way is just like leading people to have these toxic relationships. But, you know, whatever. Um. So, yeah, that's just what I think. And so, you know, it seems like Matt and Rudy seem to be really strong now going into the next episode. And in the promo, it seemed like they were like doing a lot better and Matt's starting to maybe have more feelings. But I just can't help but wonder if they are real genuine feelings for like a romantic connection or if it if Matt is just kind of confusing how powerful they are musically with feelings 
And I get it. Those are really hard things to distinguish. Maybe even impossible, some might say. Like if choir kids shout out slash drama kids shout out. If you've ever done like a play or been in a choir with a group of people and when you do something like really powerful like that, it really bonds you and makes you think, I love everyone so much. And then the play ends and you say you're all going to be best friends. You guys are my family and you're going to spend all this time together. And then the play ends and two weekends go by and then you never talk again because what you had was this artistic connection and now it's over. It wasn't a real connection. Ah, I could like go on and on about that. But that's what I think. So rose ceremony, Natasha and Ryan go home, which is such a shame. And then they seemed, it was really confusing because not once have I ever seen any intimacy from them. And as they were getting sent home from the show, you know, they vowed that like this is not the end of the relationship. They were so happy to have met, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I could be totally full of shit and totally wrong. But maybe they were just kind of saying that for the cameras because I think that would also be really awkward if you were like, all right, well, it was really nice working with you. Thank you so much. Bye. Given like the the concept of the show, I think they needed to at least pretend to be sad about it and pretend like they were going to continue this relationship just to really seal the deal of believability. So I'm still kind of not buying it. And there has yet to be anything I've seen on the internet confirming that they are indeed like still a couple and still trying. So... I'm doubtful. I think maybe that was more for show of just kind of, you know, let's let's finish it home all the way. Let's finish it out all the way until the cameras stop rolling that we really did like each other. We were in a relationship just to save face a little bit. So, yeah, next week's the finale, which is kind of crazy. But overall, you know, I think I've watched enough episodes of this show to have a formal opinion on it. And I think it's a bad show. (laughs) I don't think it should continue as part of the Bachelor franchise. Unless, you know, I don't, and I don't necessarily hate all parts of it. Like, I've enjoyed watching it. I've enjoyed the musical performances. And once you get to know these characters, you know, we're now in episode five. So now I am invested in their relationships. And I do like seeing those things happen. I just think the fundamental flaw in this show is that all of these people are performers that want a music career and this is a platform to do that and in order to do that they have to continue to be in a committed relationship and that in itself is making all the relationships not genuine right like it's actually in their best interest to not pick the person that they maybe quote-unquote like the most it's in their best interest to pick someone who they think is the most talented but yet we're still in this facade of oh well this is a bachelor show and we're trying to prioritize romance and that and so that disconnect makes it really ingenuine to me and so it's just really hard to get behind these couples and this whole premise because everyone there is just trying to stay there for as long as possible in order to do that they need to be paired with the best singer but Chris Harrison keeps telling them that they need to be here for love and love only and if not they have to go home oh but actually we're gonna judge you on these musical performances and then that's how we determine who gets sent home so there's just like a lot of mixed messaging about the priorities and in bachelor nation we already have enough of oh they're here for the wrong reasons they're not here to actually fall in love and in this show given the concept no one is here to fall in love and so that just makes it really hard to get behind so if they are going to move forward with the show i think The producers need to do some serious thinking about how this is supposed to play out in practice because you really can't force people 
to be honest in the situation too much is on and I wouldn't expect them to be too much is on the line like these are people's careers these are literally their dreams on the line so to expect them to be honest about the fact that oh I don't see myself marrying my partner even though they're still an amazing singer and I have a shot at a record deal so I'm gonna go home like that's just never gonna happen so those are my thoughts next week's the finale hopefully we will have a way better guest than just me myself and i in a glass of wine thank you guys so much for listening to my solo dolo show of bachelor blab make sure to follow me on instagram and on twitter at jackie maroney underscore and follow the bachelor blab instagram at bachelor blab and follow believe podcast at believe podcasts and thank you guys so much for listening and i will see you next week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.